Hello, and welcome to a little bonus episode of the podcast. I don't really know if it's a bonus because it's just the weekly episode, but I am on holiday next week and I am tapping out, zoning out. And so I was going to take a week off, but I really wanted to get this delivered for you because I think that it's something that I've been really aware of lately and thinking about. And I think that some of you will find it helpful, especially over this half-term break. So when this comes out, I am going to be on this like northeast Northumberland adventure with my family, with my two boys and my, um, you know, obviously my husband, Frank, and our dog, George. And I will be hopefully just really being in nature, be present, put myself in a new environment where I've never been um, because I am such a bloody creature of habit. And, you know, we go to the same holiday every summer um, and I want to do that for the rest of my life. But at the same time, God, it's good to just like stretch your brain and do some new stuff, um, even if it doesn't come naturally to you. I know for some of you, it comes totally naturally to you to live your life like that. But for me and my husband, it does not. Um, anyway, this podcast is for those of you who find the drinking piece of what I talk about relevant. If alcohol isn't your thing, you can still apply this to food. It's all comes back to the same kind of stuff. But, you know, and I know that for me, I speak about both food and alcohol because both of those were my things. Um, but I'm just saying in general, this whole episode is about alcohol. And the reason I'm recording this is because I think that around the holidays, our drinking can really kind of ramp up. And then at the end of it, we can feel a bit crap. And we think like it's all part of what makes it special and great. And it signifies that we're relaxed and having a good time. But at the same time, don't ignore that it doesn't really leave you feeling that way at the end of it all. And so what I want to offer you today is to think about how nothing you believe about alcohol is true. Nothing you believe about it is actual fact. And by that, I mean poking holes in beliefs like alcohol makes everything better. Holidays are for drinking. Drinking every day on holiday is just what you do. Holidays are about drinking and having a good time. It's boring not to drink. It's weird if I don't drink. It's restrictive if I don't drink. I'm restricting myself. Um, alcohol is how I relax or alcohol is relaxing. And the, I mean, the list goes on. So it's it's thinking about what, what facts or what beliefs you have about alcohol, especially during holidays, that you think of as facts. In one way or another, those thoughts and believe that alcohol is the solution to your emotional experience, that it has the power to make you feel better or have a better time. And for some people, I can understand how that might really, really ring so true. You know, if you're incredibly anxious all day and you have a glass of wine, it can, you know, take down your whole nervous system to something that feels a lot more manageable. But for me, I just want you to start considering 
what you believe about alcohol. And what I found most helpful is thinking that none of these sort of perceived facts have to be true. They don't have to be true for me. And reminding myself that none of these things are factually correct, because I know that people who don't drink wouldn't think any of those things. So that's how you know that it's just beliefs. And that's how you know it's a chosen or even subconscious belief rather than a fact about alcohol. I googled facts about alcohol, and the first thing that came up was just an alcoholic beverage is a drink that contains ethanol, a type of alcohol that acts as a drug and is produced by fermentation of grains, fruits, or other sources of sugar. The consumption of alcoholic drinks, often referred to as drinking, plays an important social role in many cultures. And I would say everyone would agree on that. Everyone around the world would agree. It is factual. It's circumstance. And none of the other stuff is true. None of the other stuff is fact. And what changed my life was thinking that I get to decide now what I want to think about alcohol in order to feel my best. I get to decide now what I want to think about anything in order to feel my best, because how we think impacts or creates how we feel. And it's that emotion, that feeling that drives all of the actions that we decide to take or not take in our lives. And it's those actions which create the results that we experience. In order to feel like my actions line up with what I want and who I am, I had to change and I wanted to change how I thought about things. Changing how I drink has been the most empowering change for me. And I don't share it because I think it's, you know, that drinking less is the way. That is absolutely not what I'm saying. But what changing my drinking to line up with what I want, along with food, the change is so profoundly different to how it was when I started this work that it has taught me truly that anything is possible. The idea that I can have one drink and feel like that's totally enough and feel totally relaxed about it is incredible to me. Like last night, it was my it was my birthday and I had one absolutely fantastic like slush puppy style margarita sitting in the center of my garden and I had it really slowly because it was so bloody cold. And then at the end of it, I just really checked in with my body and I was like, I could have another drink but I don't want it. And that's all that I want to have. And it's my birthday. And I've had a quite stressful day, to be honest. And I don't need any more alcohol. That is amazing to me because I was drinking nearly basically a bottle of wine almost every day at the beginning, like when lockdown was going on. Equally, the idea that I can drink a bit more and I like my reasons and at the same time, I don't have overwhelming urge for it. And it doesn't feel like it's more powerful than me. And I don't think it's like some essential thing I have to do because of the people I'm with or the situation I'm in. That is so delightful and empowering to me. I feel so much freer. I truly do because I absolutely know that I can take it or leave it no matter what in any situation. And sometimes I'm going to take it and sometimes I'm going to leave it. And that is just perfection to me. So if you want to look at the way that you drink and change anything because you don't like what it's creating for you or how it makes you feel, the first thing to do is understand your alcohol story. 
Write down all of your beliefs about it, what you think it does, the role it plays, why you like it, why you drink what you drink, why you drink how much you drink, like what what are you believing in that moment that is leading you to do that? Because some people believe like, once I start, I can't stop. Or once you have two drinks, everything goes out the window. It's like, just try and get all of your thoughts down on paper and challenge yourself to put an F next to any of the thoughts which you believe to be actual facts that everyone would agree on. Like that fact that I, you know, what alcohol is and how you would define drinking. And then asking yourself what you want to feel about alcohol. What emotion? Humans, people, we do anything because of how we think it's going to make us feel. So it could be relaxed. It could be empowered. It could be confident, calm. I know for me that before I was quite obsessed and overly excited by alcohol. I was, I was, you know, I just can't, I always use the Las Vegas lights as an as a description because it really is like my eyes would light up, ding, 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 it's six o'clock, or ding, 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 that means I'm going to be able to drink a lot. Or ding, 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 I feel social anxiety. This drink is going to make it make me feel better. And once you've established this emotion, challenge yourself to write down what you would need to believe about alcohol in any situation in order to feel that emotion. So I'll give you some examples. It's thoughts like, I can take it or leave it no matter what. I don't rely on it. It doesn't have the power over me. I act from my power. I don't give external things my power. Alcohol is just liquid in a glass. Alcohol doesn't increase connection. Alcohol doesn't make things feel more fun or help me to connect with others. I create fun. I create connection. Stuff like that. And those are also not facts, but they are intentional beliefs that serve you. And they start to form your new belief system around alcohol. And as you connect with these beliefs, with how they make you feel in your body, the emotions, the feelings, the sensations, your actions will start to line up with it because your actions will follow that emotion. And I encourage you to explore how your actions and plans and the things that you do and don't do might change as a result of challenging yourself to believe in these new thoughts and to follow the feeling that they create. You will need to find believable thoughts to make this possible. And you will need to bridge the gap between what you used to believe and what you want to believe. Don't think that you can just snap your fingers and suddenly believe these new thoughts. I know that's not how it works, but you can start telling yourself every day when you're making a plan about what you want to drink that night, or you're making a plan, as I tell and encourage you to do all the time is plan. You start adding in these bridge thoughts and you start setting your intention. And then you make a plan from that slate, from that place or space, which is the two words I was trying to say when I said space. (laughs) Anyway, so bridge thoughts means things like it's possible I can believe X, Y, Z today or tonight, or alcohol normally makes the night more fun in my experience. And I'm willing to experiment to see if that's really true. 
Like what's the worst that can happen? You are just bringing curiosity to it. You have compassion for yourself, for the thoughts and beliefs that you've had. Like, sure, you've had some really bloody good nights drinking a lot. But is it possible that you could have a really bloody good night not drinking? And you will never know until you just stretch your beliefs, stretch what you used to believe and try and kind of bring it like dough into a new belief. And so you create these bridge thoughts and start to build out what your drinking principles might be. Do you drink a certain amount of times per week or a certain amount of drinks per week that you can spread out or you have in one go? It doesn't matter. Do you only drink a set or like mainly drink a certain type of alcohol and not another type because you know that that is what makes you feel particularly crap and you found what makes you feel good and not overdrink it. Um, that's kind of where I am at the moment. I've really identified what I can drink and what means I just feel perfect with rather than always just drinking a certain other type of drink because that's just like what everyone does and that's what's assumed behavior. And that it's also like thinking things like, do you always start with an alcohol-free drink in a social setting? Or do you get one in, like an alcohol, an alcoholic drink in, and then you decide to stop? And there's no formula. And I'm not saying what's right or wrong. It's it's for you to decide based on what you want. Um, and I think that people feel like tricked by that because sometimes we think like, oh, this is but this is what the guidelines are, this is what the NHS says, this is what we should be doing. And really, I think there is so much value in coming back into your body and really being honest with yourself. That's why doing these these thoughts and beliefs work and your identity around alcohol is is so important. The more you can understand what you want your alcohol principles to be, how you want to drink, what like feels right to you and what feels like this is how I want to do things. This is how I'll wake up the next day really liking my actions. It's then you need to understand what you want to believe and feel about it. The more you will start to shift your old unintentional thinking into a new paradigm that's uniquely right for you and feels very true and right for you. So really start to unpick your identity around alcohol. And like, you know, I definitely was always walking around thinking, I'm a good time girl. I'm going to be the last one at the party. I know how to have a good time. This is how. And, you know, it's pretty obvious that thoughts like that are going to lead to me drinking a lot and over drinking and then having horrendous hangovers the next day and things getting out of hand. And I just got to a point in my life where that's not necessarily always what I want. So just be honest with yourself. I would say that alcohol is the thing that has really continually evolved for me in the past, you know, over two years of doing this work. My drinking now is very different to how it was a year ago. And it's very, very different to how it was two years ago, over two years ago before I started any of this. So be willing to let it be fluid and to keep understanding it and checking in to see if how you're behaving, how you're acting is lining up with how you want to feel about things. And if it's not, go through this exercise again. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Just keep doing it. It's lovely work. It doesn't have to mean anything bad. It's about being curious and believing that if you want to change, you absolutely can. (laughs) Sorry. My lovely cough is still around. What you want is possible and what you want will adapt, grow and change as you do. And as you start changing, be willing to think and know, but think really because we don't know unless anyone says something. Be willing to think that people might judge you and take your time with it and connect everything back to how you want to feel. You start to get more kind of bought into what you want. You start to experience more of the benefits of aligning your actions with and thoughts and beliefs with what it is that you want to essentially create in your life, the experience of your own life, rather than pleasing other people or trying to avoid their judgment. It's such a thankless and exhausting task trying to do that. I know I can speak for it. And if you can begin to poke holes in your own story, and you do that because you want to change something, you will find a story that, you know, you you will find new beliefs that open up so much more for you in your life. I really know this to be true. And that's all I want to say about it, because I want you to be curious and inquisitive about what's possible if you don't like your current results. If you do like your current results, keep doing what you're doing. You don't have to identify with any labels. Like, sober curious just kind of like gives me the ick um, because the word sober, I think, just has so much baggage and it doesn't really allow for our unique nuances and desires. I think we all can have a relationship with alcohol that is inevitably more nuanced than what a label kind of allows for. And I just like to think about alcohol way more neutrally. And then I like to think that I'm just Sally curious. Like, I just want to be, become and keep becoming the best version of me where I feel like I'm acting and living in a way that is from my power. Because when I do that, I love my results. I really always do, even when they're not what I expected. Because I know that I made those decisions and took those actions from from my power, not giving it to anyone else or anything else. And I invite you to consider if that's what you might want as well. And it doesn't mean that you don't drink and live like a monk. It's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying anything about what you should do, how much you should drink, what you should drink. I just invite you to look inward and connect with you, your incredible, beautiful, unique, amazing soul. And I mean every single adjective I just said that often I think gets lost just growing up and picking up habits or being aware of habits as a way to cope or fit in. And with holidays approaching and more rosé summer vibes and the whole thing, you're like, let's be realistic about what it's like. It could be the most beautiful time of year 
to poke holes in your alcohol story and to consider what really serves you and how you want to move forwards so that you create what you want in your life because you can create whatever it is that you want when you approach things in this curious way where you understand that it's your thoughts that create your feelings and your feelings that drive your actions, which create your results in that you experience in your life, your whole life experience. Your thoughts are available for kind of interpretation. To They are available for growth and evolution. And you don't have to evolve them. If they serve you, keep them. And if they don't, do the work. It's very simple. Okay, thank you so much for listening. If you want to explore more about your relationship with alcohol, please reach out to me because we cover this in my one-to-one coaching program. I have some clients who really that's their main focus um, of what we work on. And for other people, it's a tiny bit. So that's why I do my coaching through a one-to-one program to make it unique and bespoke to you. So just visit sallywebstercoaching.com and book a free discovery call. Otherwise, have a beautiful week, my friends. I adore you. I will see you soon. Take care of yourselves. Be very kind to yourselves. Thanks for listening. Bye.